Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. Such a pleasure to have you with me today. It's a gorgeous day in the southern Okanagan. I'm on my way up to Penticton. Got a load of roof shingles to deliver and from there up to Kelowna for another load of scrap metal. Had a bit of a difficult time yesterday. Very, very thankful to be on the road today. Um, Started off by taking a wrong turn. I assumed I was going up Highway 97, which leads me all the way to the border crossing I was taking. And my GPS is like, no, no, we got to turn around, got to turn around, got to take US 2. And I looked on the map, and the, the roads converge about 50 miles north. I, I assumed everything would be fine, but it's a truck GPS, and sometimes there's weight restrictions on bridges or things of that nature, so it's best to follow their advice. So I found a place to turn around. Headed back south, got over to US-2, started heading north on US-2, and saw a sign that said, US-2 closed in 12 miles, no alternate route. Oh. (laughs) So back down south I went, back over to 97, started heading north, and a deer came out on the road, and hey, happy days, I managed to stop without harming the deer. And I really, really hate to injure animals or kill animals. As it, you know, it happens from time to time and always leaves a sick feeling in your stomach. Last thing you want to do. Um, but the deer was safe and I'm carrying on down the road. It's nighttime and one headlight was burnt out. Visibility isn't great. And a boulder a little bit bigger than a basketball comes charging down the mountainside and in front of the truck, just feet in front of me. No way of reacting to it whatsoever. And it was a big, solid rock kaboom. So I'm looking for a place to pull out. And while I'm doing that, I'm looking at the fuel, oil pressure, air pressure, thinking for sure that rock did some serious damage. And just sick to my stomach. Oh, this is going to be ugly. And pulled over, and to my utter astonishment, I don't know, that it hit the cross frame, underneath the truck and it must have smashed pretty good because there was no serious damage underneath and i'm driving along today i'm very thankful for that and i know that god just continues to bless me and bless me and there are times where i know lord i don't deserve the kindness and the goodness that you show to me i know what i deserve and it's not this i'm very very thankful that God is gracious even when we know we don't deserve it. God is still gracious. Um, watched a video yesterday on the vaccine. It was kind of eye-opening. I mean, it, a lot of information I already know, you already know, was covered in that. But he made the point that the vaccine really is a form of biological warfare. It's not a vaccine. It's gene therapy. It's going to alter your DNA. It's not technically changing your DNA, but hijacking your your DNA. Now, a good analogy to understand this is I used to work in print shops producing letterheads, envelopes, business cards, magazines, brochures, on and on. And imagine a print shop that was dedicated, a Christian print shop dedicated to uplifting Bible verses on bookmarks and pamphlets and gospel tracts and things of that nature. And there's a hostile takeover and that same print shop begins to produce pornographic literature. It's still the same 
print shop. Still the same machinery, still the same building, but is it the same print shop? What it's producing is nothing like what it used to produce. Well, that's what your cells become. Still the same cells, but they're not doing the things they used to do anymore. They're doing something different. And this doctor went into some of the possible repercussions that we simply won't know about for many months and even years down the road. And the control group who received the placebo, you know how they, they do these scientific tests. You have eight, like the ivermectin test in Brazil. They took 1,200 people and they treated 800 with ivermectin. These are all frontline workers and 400 with a placebo. The 800 who received ivermectin were absolutely fine. No one got sick. Of the 400 in the control group who received the placebo, 260 contracted COVID and had symptoms. So it proved definitively so much so that the doctor said, if you take ivermectin, you won't get sick. Now, the control group that took the vaccine, the 600 people who received the placebo are going to be treated with the real vaccine now. And this is something they should not be doing at all. That's the control group. We want to see the differences now, six months from now, two years from now, five years from now. They should not be doing this. And the doctor made the point that because they're corrupting the placebo group, they can say that it's not the vaccine causing this because, look, the placebo group, it's happening to them too. An absolutely um, solid point that needs to be discussed. But what he's saying is this is going to corrupt people's immune systems. It has to because you're using your own DNA to produce these spike proteins on your cells to make them appear like COVID. And the idea is that your immune system sees the spike protein and attacks it. But in all the animal trials that have been, been done in the past, either your immune system doesn't recognize the virus as an invasive host or an invasive virus because it's already in your body or it really compromises your immune system. And we're going to see the fruits of that two months, four months, six months, a year down the road. And this is the point that he was making is, you know, we're not going to put up much of a fight when we're all sick, when we're unable to function and we're, we're feeling like death, we're just feeling horrible, you're not going to get a lot of resistance in mass from the people. And also, you will be addicted. You will, be, you will need immunosuppressants in order to survive. And that makes you very, very vulnerable. You need their drugs to survive. And if you don't get their drugs, you're not going to survive. You're going to die a slow, horrible death. So in one sweeping move, they could have control over the masses. And this is why there's tremendous pressure across countries to vaccinate everybody. In fact, in Israel right now, they're rolling out the, the vaccine passport. If you don't have the passport, you don't get to go to theaters. 
You don't get to go to malls and shop. You don't get to travel and things of that nature. They're treating people who haven't been vaccinated as second-class citizens. It's kind of an invisible way of wearing the Star of David on your arm all over again. The UK, New Zealand, other countries are looking at different ways of rolling out their own vaccine passports. And more and more the pressure to make vaccines mandatory is increasing right now and that tremendous pressure for everyone to get vaccinated is irrational because the vaccine i i know for a fact the vaccine does not prevent you from contracting covid19 and the vaccine does not prevent you from spreading covid19 it only reduces the symptoms you may experience and we're not even sure how successful it will be at reducing those symptoms and since most people have mild symptoms anyways there is little to no benefit from this vaccine that is being mandated worldwide i never thought the end times would come in such a soft and progressive way i really anticipated the end times would be black and white it would be a global melt market meltdown we would have to line up and receive a microchip implant in order to be to buy and sell it would be a a clear line that we would cross and those who didn't choose to cross that line would be ostracized and it's much more um, deceptive and of course it is satan is filled with all knowledge He's going to plan, his strategy is going to be one that will deceive even the elect if that were possible. And we see that it is possible. Christians are lining up for this vaccine. Once they get the vaccine, they're, I, don't, I don't want to go to God having been vaccinated, having my genes edited and altered I I think that's a dangerous, dangerous thing to do, a dangerous position to put yourself in. I'd rather be unemployed. I'd rather be living out of my car than, you know, we're all going to die. It's just a matter of time till we get to the throne room of God. I don't want to go there with guilt, and I don't want to go there altered. I want to go in my natural state. Um, I never anticipated... The end times would be so soft and progressive. And honest to goodness, guys, they're they're preparing for this. Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Anthony Fossey and all the rest, they're preparing all of this right now. Bill Gates has bought up mountains of U.S. farmland, and on that soil he's going to grow soybeans because he's already got in place the means by which he's going to feed the masses with soy-based food products. It's all planned out. And Klaus Schwab has already said, those who receive their vaccine passport will receive their soy-based food product allotments. Uh, they, They already understand the crisis point and the need of the masses to receive food. They already are aware of that, and they're already planning for that. So... What on earth brings us to such a crisis point? Well, it's the economic collapse that's slowly working its way forward. Maybe it's in six months. Maybe we can hold it off for a year, but it is coming. And when that happens, when the markets fall, when the dollar falls, it'll take 
fiat currencies around the world with it. And when that happens, uh, the whole system will shut down. And the only way to reopen it is on their terms and according to their will. As Klaus Schwab called it, a social contract. You will do as you're told or you won't receive your soy-based food products. You won't receive your immune therapy treatments. Uh, you'll be utterly helpless. You'll have to do as you're told. And resistance starts with saying no thanks to the vaccine. And then it continues with no thanks to the vaccine passport. And it continues with resistance to digital ID, resistance to um, digital currency, on and on it goes. And over time, we're going to be displaced from the societies that we're living in right now. And this is where Christians need to realize that we need each other. We need to band together. And the more of us in community, I mean genuine community, the more able we are to look after one another. Some can hunt, some can fish, some can grow, some can gather, some can build, some can heal. You know, we all can work together. And, and now is the time to be doing that, not waiting until we have no food and we're, we're kind of stuck with Bill Gates' soy-based food products if we want to survive. We don't want to let it get to that point. We're, right now, there's enough evidence in front of our eyes to say, wake up, you need to be ready for this. You need to take steps now. I mean, in Canada, they're arresting pastors for trying to hold church services while Costco parking lots are crammed absolutely full. Uh, it's happening, whether we choose to accept it or not. But... One area I want to focus on today is taking orders because there are people in our society right now who are taking orders, who are doing what they're told to do. And there is a sense of security in that. Well, as long as I'm doing what I'm told, it's not my fault. I'm just following orders. It's an excuse. It's a justification. But I want you to be aware of something. That when you're following orders, when you're doing what you're told, there is a process at work within you, either for good or for bad. When you are following orders, you are being transformed. The Nazis are a tremendous example of that. None of them started off in 1938 as depraved, homicidal monsters. They didn't start off that way. But nearing the end of World War II, that's exactly what they became. Because over a period of time, just following orders, doing as they were told, led them down a very dark road. It got to the point where they would take a Jewish infant, one or two months old, and kick it around like a soccer ball. And we're horrified by that. We can't understand how a human being could treat another human being in such a horrible manner. But when you're just following orders, when you're just doing as you're told, and what you're being told to do is wrong, then it's working its way through your life. And it transformed these people into utter monsters. Well, the same thing is happening today in many facets of our society. In fact, in all facets of our society, to varying degrees, especially among people like educators, police officers, politicians, 
things of that nature, managers, um, they're following orders. They're doing as they're told. The police are arresting children playing hockey outdoors on an ice rink. They're arresting them because they're just following orders. They're going to doors and arresting people for what they posted on Facebook because they're just following orders. They're giving people insane fines, absolutely crushing fines because they're just following orders. There's a man who runs a barbecue in Ontario, I believe it is, who reopened despite the lockdowns and his barbecue was surrounded by police. And, you know, think of our taxpayer dollars being wasted on such a excessive show of force. We had police on horseback, police cars, police standing shoulder to shoulder all around the business. And they sent a $187,000 invoice to this small business owner for the use of the police. Just following orders, just doing what they're told, when what they're actually doing is destroying a small business owner, absolutely crushing him into the dirt under their heel. Is that the proper role of the police and the government to grind their heel into the face of a Canadian small business owner? You see how just following orders leads people down a very dark road. They don't realize as they're being changed, they're not aware of the changes that are taking place. But if we're standing back, we can see this shift taking place. It's been happening in teachers for a very long time. They're teaching evolution, which is an outright lie, and everybody knows it, but they're teaching it as fact in public schools. Any teacher teaching that to children, corrupting the minds of children, it doesn't matter if you're just following orders. You will be held accountable, and you know what you're doing is wrong, and it is having an effect on your soul. Teaching children that there are a variety of different genders, anyone who is a sane and rational adult knows better. And those lies that they are willingly teaching, even though they're just following orders, is having an impact on their eternal soul. And this can be applied to business managers and owners. And, you know, when we're just following orders, when we're persecuting our fellow man for not following orders, doing things the way we're being told to do them, beware of the effect it has on us. Now, there is such a natural easiness. There's a cowardly part of us that wants to go with the flow and be with the in crowd so that we're not mocked, we're not belittled, we don't have to stand up and speak up for the truth. But I tell you what, that's not love. That's cowardice. Love knows no fear. Love is bold and courageous. Love speaks up even though we ourselves may want to shrink back to destruction. True love stands up and speaks up. And we need to have love. Now, I want you to be very careful whose orders you're following. When we follow the orders of Jesus, when he, sa he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. His commands are not burdensome. Love the Lord your God, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Very simple commands. And if we're, following, if we're obeying those orders, it's going to have its work 
within us. And that's the work we want. That's the work that needs to be done within us. And if we love our neighbor as ourselves, we want them to be safe from this vaccine. We want them to be safe from this agenda that's unfolding around us. And we can't be silent. We can't hide and keep it in secret. I want to finish that thought off with the obvious scriptural reference found in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is a time like never before, guys, in, in our history anyways, where we have to choose who we will serve. And let's join hands with Joshua and declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God bless you. Be safe out there.